0: welcome to the friends and rivals podcast
1: less than 69 seconds in so he got his first point out of the way very quickly and <laughs> nine <69. laughs> sorry let's talk devils and islanders let's talk penguins and rangers but let's not talk about flyers because they're a bunch of fucks which no one can deny which no one
0: Episode nineteen, Friends and Rivals podcast, coming at you. I am one of your hosts, Tom Harkness. With me, as
1: always, are Steven Wojtowicz. Bill Fougere, Nick Larita. Wait, Billy's not here. Yeah, he is. Hey, Bill, are you there? What's your name again? Bill Fougere. Oh my
0: god, I thought he was at the fucking Mets Phillies game tonight. Apparently, I was wrong. I was wrong. He caught a ball and then and then what did you, what did you do with the ball, Billy? Hit himself in the face with it. At a boy a boy. So in, in, in lieu of our um, impressions with Nick this week, we're going to have a segment um, dedicated to Billy uh, in his absence, and we're going to just going to ask him questions. So we'll have fun with that a little bit later on. But before that, Brendan Dubinsky has to be a listener to the show has to be why, why else would you bring I'm up a you. fact between a debate between who's better between Crosby and Ovechkin when last week we clearly laid out that Ovechkin was the better goal scorer. No, no question about
1: it. No doubt about it.
0: 100%. So Brandon Dubinsky, if you're listening, thanks a lot, buddy. We appreciate you, pal. I always liked you when you were center and Yarmir Yager. So he's stating, and I'm going to read verbatim what he did tweet. Listen, Crosby is better than me. I never said he wasn't. He's obviously one of the best ever. It was Ovechkin versus Sid. None of you played in the NHL. This is true. And know how hard it is to score goals in the NHL. 724 is insane. I think we all can agree with that, especially at 35 with no signs of slowing down. And Sid just whined way too much. And Ovi just shut up and played hard. Now, this is coming from a guy who's played a lot of games against both of those players. Sidney Crosby has always been known as the whiner in the NHL. Um, anybody want to disagree with
1: that I don't think I don't I'm not going to disagree with that but I'll tell you what I watched Gretzky play quite a few times and live in person he always had the ear of the ref he was always chirping at the refs or you know just trying to plant seeds or complaining about something so I think it is something that the better players do
2: they do they do even you know if you look back at like uh in the NBA with Jordan Jordan definitely you know, tripped it every time, but I mean, that game's gonna be a little different because those guys are are just only five on five, and they're they're talking to the, the refs all all game. But you know, they're definitely talking to them, and it's no different. The best players in in, the, in every sport, you probably can make the argument, regardless of it being hockey or not. And it, for sure, Gretzky probably did. Um, I don't really remember watching him doing that, but it's probably if you go back and watch the games, you probably yeah. can you know pick it up. But you know, Crosby, he's. I think I was reading something recently. I, I think it was this week, or he, he someone mentioned he in talking to him that he was he regretted you know complaining a lot during the, in the earlier in his career because he definitely did e- all the time every game and he was the first you know what five six years of the game he was he was in the game he was basically you know, embellishing crying you know bitching and moaning about every little thing and he he, had, he definitely brought on upon himself. And I don't think, I don't think and I think uh,
1: I you think know. you just you just touched on it right there. It's the embellishment. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's really why he gets that knock. He would definitely yeah. flail a little bit more uh, when he got hit. I think also yeah. the knock on Crosby is his fragility. I mean, losing all that time the concussions while Ovi has been year in and year out in the lineup, you know, seventy five plus games a year. Yeah, yeah it's
0: about a hundred and sixty game differential between between Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin. Ovi in his sixteen year career is eleven eighty four games played. Sidney Crosby is ten twenty. And, and listen, points thirteen oh nine versus thirteen oh three, pretty tight. Crosby is a, is probably going to finish his career with five hundred goals and a thousand assists. I, th- I I I don't think we are going to debate that, right? I I I really no no, you're going to finish, you know, above both of those numbers. Ovechkin's, I, I mean, is he going to make? A thousand goals as Billy as Billy said. I mean I, I don't I don't see it. I really don't see a thousand goals. But it all comes down to cups too. How many well you know, let's
1: cups, let's cups, go cups, let's Crosby go to Curses. the source. Let's go to the source. Bill, what do you think of Sidney Crosby as a player? Fucking waste of space. There you go. There you have it. Unbelievable. Well, well right, Billy, from, you, the, right from the penguin fan's mouth.
0: Well well, hold on. I want to ask Billy a question. Billy, who is your favorite player on the Penguins right now? Now. Radim Zahorna from
1: the Czech Republic. Interesting. I never would have Very picked that. Okay. Wow. But that's not necessarily your favorite player in the league, right? Who is your favorite player in the league? Gus Gost- Gus Gost- Tupahar or whatever the hell his name is. Oh,
0: a Flyer. Wow, a Flyer. Fuck the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. Oh my god. I actually actually do love how Billy says that. <laughs> it's still the funniest <laughs> fucking thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Billy like French Canadian? Shouldn't he fucking know He should that? know that. He should know that. That should, should be like... He that. absolutely know that. Ugh. Hey, hey, look, hey. Crosby's got the cups. Ovechkin's got the goals. They looked, they're probably going to be somewhere close to points. So to debate who's the better player, Sidney Crosby or Alex Ovechkin, it was always thought that Crosby was definitely the better playmaker and that Ovechkin was the better goal scorer. But... Overall? right D- different
1: I, I positions I, yeah different positions different kinds of games it's it's hard to p- compare because it's not apples to apples no but if you wanted if you wanted a player on your
0: team if you were drafting and these two and you had the number one overall pick and these two in their prime or even before their prime were available which one of these guys are you taking on your team
2: that's a tougher question than than I can answer easily because I think that's um, a, a lot of times I want to say Crosby you he want he won cups but if you look at their their uh, their stats and and really where they what they did I mean fucking Ovechkin dude I mean he had so many goals uh, in his like in his first few years
1: he was on um, some bad teams too
2: yeah and he just but he just put up crazy crazy goals he had the, the one on his back he had how many times he dangled between players and just fucking score. But then you got to look at the, the Crosby side of the fence and, you know, his team won fucking games and won cups and he won. He's going to walk away with all the hardware, right? Three cups, two Olympic golds, you know, I mean the MVPs and everything are not as important to, to I'm sure, either player. They probably don't really care so much, but it's those, those big, those big achievements, you know, Ovechkin walks away with the uh, at least one cup at this point. Um, which, you know, I think it cements him as being able he to –
1: He definitely you know, needed that one for his legacy, that. yeah. Because, no I mean, doubt it, about it.
2: it. Before that, it wasn't really a question between the two. It was like you got like, you know, uh, not Brady, but who's the guy that's got – what, like Eli Manning? A couple, couple – co- <laughs> no, it's not an example. <laughs> what well, Elway and Hey, what's uh, the matter with Eli? Marino.
0: What's the matter <laughs> with Eli? He's got two Super Bowl MVPs.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's about it in his career, though. Let's put it that way. <laughs> But like you got Elway. Wait,
0: wait, wait. What? Phil Sims, probably the best quarterback in Giant history. Eli Manning's yeah to me, Eli Manning's the best quarterback in Giant history.
2: I would say Eli was the better quarterback. I wouldn't say Phil is that great, though. I think he was a good quarterback, but Eli definitely has the, the advantage with uh two wins over the GOAT in the Super Bowl, one yep. being probably the best Super Bowl I've ever watched. Probably neither
0: life. one of those was his best game in the playoffs, either by the way, yeah, the, game, right. the, the, the first, the first go around the game against the Packers, probably his best game of the playoffs. The second year yeah. NFC championship again versus San Francisco, probably his best game is a giant. was yeah. in that NFC championship game versus the Niners?
2: Yeah. And I thought that's individual performance, you know, think about team performance. That's what it puts in there. And I think but I would still take Peyton over with. Eli
0: any day of the week and twice on Sunday. That's fair.
2: That's fair. I was going to go back to hockey though. and say That's where Crosby really shines, right? He always makes his team better. He always finds ways. Even when he's in scoring slump, he was always back-checking, always getting, you know, doing all the little things, getting assists. I mean, that the assist part in the points equation, that's really what gets you, you know, typically gets you more wins, right? Because you're you're, you're setting your- your, your, Well, I think that's a really good point. Getting your, getting the your, you know, the puck to your guys, making that happen, right? Compared to, you know, just goal scorers. Uh, who just, you know, ripping shots, trying to get those, you know, having people make plays for them. But at the same token, Ovechkin has a lot of assists that people don't really talk about. And you look at his numbers, and he's got a pretty good number. It only started to dwindle really later in his career. But early on, he was, like, pretty. His prime, he is right there, 40, 50 assists. Like, goals and assists weren't that far off until later on. It wasn't until later he really started to separate and became the more the guy he is now where he's really – you know, hunting for those shots and not so much making plays for everybody.
0: Let me ask you a question. Who was Ovechkin's Robin all those years? Did he have a Robin to his, to his Batman?
1: Yeah. Backstrom. Come on. Backstrom.
2: Yeah. But so
0: Backstrom's bad. not on the same level as an, you know, as Malkin. I'm sorry. He's not. But no, not absolutely not. They're
2: all the time though. They're not, they're not, I mean, you can look at it as Batman Robin. If, if Falcon is, you know, regardless of where they are, I guess. Right. Yeah. They but, weren't
1: um, on the same line.
2: You Crosby and
0: Malkin not well, on the same on the power, line. Well, some and some in some cases they were an important late in the game,
1: maybe, goals, but or... not 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 shifting and shift out.
2: No, but on yeah. every
1: power play, they
2: they absolutely were. But, but, but those like, two just, teams, those two teams throughout the last ten years are like the two two of the best teams overall in terms of wins in the last ten years. Like those yeah, that, teams are. Oh, well, I think, that's a, really fat, I think that's a really good point. Penguins and in the Capitals. I think it's debate that's going to I think that's a really
0: good point thank you bill but i if if it were me i don't know i i i may, I may want to sit on my team rather than 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 crosby
1: i think conventional wisdom says the whole if you're going to start a team with one player who do you pick you pick a center yeah no doubt
0: and a franchise center at that
1: two way player and a yeah so but even if their numbers were like
0: this, and you're still drafting, and you know what the outcome is going to be, I'm still going to probably draft Crosby because he again he makes those players around him that much better. As much as I do think he's a whining crybaby, and Ovechkin again, there, there's nothing I'm I I can't debate anything Dubinsky said because everything he said was true. But I, I would still start with Crosby.
2: Oh, one just one point to put up on this. So I was looking at this infograph from. um Caps, in the last decade, Ovechkin has the most goals by, was it about 90 goals over anybody in the last decade? (laughs) Stamkos is the next guy. It's 437 from AO, and Stamkos is 363. Crosby is fifth on that list with 296. He actually put up a lot of goals in that period in the last decade. Pretty good. Assists.
1: Bill, 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 how many goals did you score during that period? Minus 160. Yeah, Three. That's not a lot of goals. That's not oh, a lot of
2: goals. That is not a lot of goals. The other piece I was to say, most assists in the decade. Can you guess who it was?
1: Mm.
0: It's
2: very relevant to the conversation. Sidney Crosby. Oh, Crosby. Nicholas Backstrom. One oh, of most okay. goals.
0: Well, yeah, okay.
2: And it's pretty close. Uh Giroux actually is number two with a 506, but uh, uh back Nick, from Nick, 511 511. Nick, 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 fuck the Flyers.
1: Fuck the Flyers.
2: I'm just putting it out there. But Crosby <laughs> third of 492. So, to be honest, uh, I mean, I don't. Know, uh, Ovechkin's not on this list for assists, but um, he's probably much lower down the, the, the rung. Uh, but, nevertheless, uh, those two guys, they're pretty fucking good together. And, uh, you know, they have no, I mean, since what well, he's had some good players to play with, but, you know, he, uh, aside of uh, Kessel, you know, I don't think he's played with, and occasionally he plays with, um, probably, I don't know how much he plays with. And he but, had uh, Marion Host on his team for a while. Yeah, but I was going to say, uh, uh, Malkin, I'm not sure exactly how much time they specifically play with each other. I know they go out, you know, certain times of the game, they'll throw sure. them on, but no, but they're they... not
0: typically line mates like you, you like you. No. I, I, I agree no. with you there.
2: Yeah. But, you know, it, it's
0: uh, again, thank you, Brandon Dubinsky, for listening to the show and continuing that conversation from last week. Uh can never get enough uh, talking about Ovechkin and Crosby. Um, more topical, we are less than a week to the NHL trade deadline. Sellers, buyers, People waiting to be moved. There's a lot of chatter out of Boston about uh, Dustin Brown.
1: Hey there, Boston. Who are you gonna trade now? Boston? Hey there. Hey there, now, Boston. Here you go now. There. That's not a lot of chatter.
0: Yikes. It's a
1: lot exactly. of chatter. First, First of all, of that that was out. ridiculously loud. That's that's how you chatter. Secondly. That was, you that's how you chatter. You have to do wow. that loudly. Oh is he okay. not home today. Like, like, you're just like you just yelling.
0: Like people listening to this in the, in their car or in their earbuds. You just
1: blew their speakers up. I like to blow people's minds. Like can, you put blow a, people's can you put a writing.
2: warning, a warning on the uh, on the uh, the beginning of the, the show t- tonight?
1: Bill, <laughs> loud <laughs> warning. What do you loud think yelling. of what do you think of my volume control? Really bothered me. Okay. All right. Well, if Bill agrees, then Bill agrees. Sorry, guys. I I, I agree. I agree with Bill. Jesus. A lot of chat out to well, Boston. Go ahead. Go
0: about about Dustin Brown, and 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 I think that's uh, look whoever trades for dustin brown is uh is it's definitely a good move for their team he's he provides leadership he provides net front presence um and we talked about a little bit uh either last week or the week prior to that even with him going to the islanders but again um and and i just am noticing that i said uh i i spelled sits out wrong (laughs) when it should be i said shit out (laughs) uh or or whatever. No, no, I meant to say that. What am I talking about? You know, Paul Murray. Is he going to sign an extension or is he going to get traded? I, you know, it's these, no. It's I, I, I don't. It's that. Go back and forth. It drives me nuts.
1: I don't think he is signing an extension at this point. I think he's gone. Um, It's just a matter of to where and to and when it happens. Is it gonna? Is it gonna be last minute? Are they going to push it to the last minute, especially if it's. It's going to be within that three and a half hour car ride. You know, he's not going to have to go into quarantine. I think that's why it's being pushed that long. But one
0: one coach, I forgot who it was, one on record saying that the the trade deadline is going to be boring as shit until the last hour or so, and that's when all the that's when all the trades were happening. Isn't that every fucking deadline that that happens?
1: No, usually you get like one or two days before you get you know a couple. And then the morning of, you get a whole bunch of movement. And then noon, you had, get a whole bunch of movement. One,
0: we already had one big name off the board, and that's Eric Stoll. He went to Montreal, yeah. scored the OT, OT winner last night. Is that going to help a trade market? Teams going to look at, okay, I got a guy who who is immediately paying me dividends. Is that going to make me want
2: to go out and make that trade quicker? Yeah, that, that's a well, I think that's a really good point. Maybe. It's going to be interesting to see what happens right. with this whole thing. I, uh, I, think, I think you're going to see – a couple moves. I don't think it's be a lot. The cap is is gonna be. That's the brutal. problem. It's just That's gonna make problem. It. Teams want to make moves for sure. I, there's been so much chatter about you know, uh, Palmieri Hall. I mean, obviously the Sabers are just selling whatever they can. They can. It's not buckled down. Probably anybody not named Darlene. But you know, I don't know if, who knows. Maybe they would straight him. I mean, but the problem is who could take these guys? No matter what, you know. There's just. That's, that's the biggest problem we're going to have is the next few years, flat cap teams in this year is going to be the worst year because everyone's got so much money tied up in the next couple of years. As contracts sort of come off the books, you might see some teams obviously having more flexibility and be maybe will, unwilling to throw a lot of money around in free agency. A lot depends on what happens in Seattle this year. You know, in a future episode, we'll probably talk a lot about that and what that's going to do to all of our teams. But oh, yeah. um, you know, that's a, Big piece. How much will they take off of everybody's shoulders next year? And that could make, that could really like unjam a lot of of shit going on. You know, we got just this big dam of everybody's got close to the cap. I mean, look at all the teams that are at the cap. I mean, Isles have, would have had no ability to move anybody uh, without Lee going down with injury. With him going down with injury, we have the LTIR space to, to actually make a move, take on some cap room. But outside of that, you're not gonna see much shit from like Tampa or anybody else at the cap. You know they're just what
0: are they gonna do? Unless they're Nothing. expiring contracts. If they're expiring contracts, then it makes it a little bit more easy because you have no carryover for salary for next year. It's
2: true, but it's 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 it still limits all the players that could potentially move to a very small amount, and that's why we've been seeing these like the, at the top of the list the trade you know trade lists. Um, there are all these guys just like they're all UFA's next year. Very few guys with any term because how it's just very hard to move a guy like that. And I know we're, we're waiting still to see, you know, who's going to be available, who, who's a mover, who, who's going to, on the, the teetering on, like, making the playoffs, not making playoffs, who's going to actually make a move. I, I don't think you're going to see those teams that are, like, this year, like, trying to make that move because, like, that's such a weird year.
1: The, the Blue Jackets are one of those teams that are right on the edge. And now it looks like they're actually going into seller mode.
0: Right. Well, and, until next week when they go on a, another win streak, and then they're now into not moving at all and keeping everybody.
1: So it, you, they're, it, you're right.
0: They're really – they're they're toeing that line about either being sellers or, or, or staying
1: put. Two names that popped up uh, on my Twitter feed that are gaining interest from teams around the league that I wasn't expecting. Ryan Murray, who – isn't necessarily playing up to his potential this season. But again, UFA at the end of the year has a history as being a very solid two-way defenseman. And Aaron Dell, who's actually the third goalie on the depth chart, again, unrestricted free agent at the end of the year, only making $800,000. I think that's why he's getting a lot of interest. Just teams want to have that third goalie that they can rely on on the roster should something happen down the road with their first two.
0: Sure. No, I, I, I get that. But if you look at the teams that are, that are really up there, what does Washington need? Do they need anything? What do the Islanders really need? Do they need anything? Does Tampa Bay need anything?
1: Tampa doesn't, but you always need depth. You always well, look, need depth.
0: Ta- getting probably one of the, the best players in the NHL back for the playoffs.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: <laughs> let's not get into the circumvention of that yet, but <laughs> Holy, but you know, Colorado, what does Colorado need? They don't need anything,
2: hey, you know. And that's the thing, I think Steve's right. And a lot of times that happens, right? Like, either you do one two things, like so you're he, Vegas and you go for like, uh, well, last year where they went or two years ago and they went the event and got Stone Mark Stone, uh, the deadline or before the deadline. But that, but obviously, that's not gonna happen this year. But the point is, you need to do something like big and go, we're gonna try and make us move and give a lot of pieces of future to get a guy that. For term or for like short term but big guy to make the big push or you just get the depth guys and a lot of teams just do that because they're like hey like Steve's saying a third uh, who's gonna go get a third goalie unless you're like hey COVID we have no one's had COVID cases for us and we, not everyone's vaccinated maybe we should get a third goalie because if we got both our goalies you know at the same time we'd be starting some AHL guy that has never had a chance to play in the NHL yet and could completely screw up the playoffs for us. You just named
1: like you just named three of the top five teams in the league, too, you, with okay. Washington, New York, and Colorado. Obviously, they don't need anything. They're they're in the top five of the league. Sure. Taylor Hall's been tied to the Florida
0: Panthers for a very, very long time, going on two seasons now. They're, by points-wise, I believe, they're number one in the East in the, or in the NHL tied. Yeah. They're tied for the NHL. They're, they're tied to Taylor Hall. Do they really need to take on Taylor Hall right now, being the one of the best teams in the league? So again, I mean,
1: why not? But why not? If you can afford him and it's an expiring contract, and what what yeah. what bad is he going to do? Probably he
0: he could potentially hurt. You. He could knock somebody off the one of the first
1: two lines that are or,
0: actually producing. And or he, he could goes give on there you, and he shits the bed.
1: Or he could be a third line player. Imagine having Taylor Hall on your third line. That's you know increasing your depth scoring right there.
2: And his speed just alone, you know, wherever you put him, he's gonna he's gonna be a, another piece of the puzzle. And you know, you can't I don't think you can judge a guy like him on his year in Buffalo. I mean, everybody in Buffalo is, is a black hole. Like it's just nothing's gone well for anything there. So he goes anywhere, he's probably gonna have a he's probably look pretty good no matter what he does, you no know matter where he goes. And and Steve's right, you put him on. What if, what if like I'm just saying like what if Tampa just somehow managed to make it work? And we're like they sent some somehow made it their cap to work out with grabbing a guy like him. And he was on the third line because he can't fit in the first two or something like that. Next thing you know, Taylor was in the third line and skating like a maniac. And their third line scoring goals off and right. Because all, this, you know, all of a sudden teams are like, how do we balance against three fucking scoring lines?
0: But history so. has showed that that rarely happens. Rarely does that happen. When you take a top flight guy like that, you even put him on the second or third line, and he goes to a, to the new team, and he just—I mean—flying out there.
1: What was it, one it of Tampa's? Happens. What was one of Tampa's best moves last year? Uh, Blake Coleman, Blake Coleman, depth but, guy. That's all but you it's know.
0: Not Taylor Hall—that's a third or fourth line guy. I understand the that.
1: I'm just agreeing with you that it's it's not always the you know the premier guy coming to your team who does who plays well. You, you know they you like you said they usually don't play well. When the Devils picked up Dougie Gilmore in 97, he did not play as advertised and it showed, you know, in 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 their playoff results.
0: Yeah. And do and you think that the Rangers got the same Martin St. Louis that was winning cups for Tampa and lighting it up when he was playing for Stamco's? Absolutely not. He, in, in fact, he struggled when he came to the Rangers. Even Eric Stall. Look, I'm going through a laundry list of players that the Rangers traded for in, in the mid 2010s. But, you know, look, even look at Eric Stall. He came to the Rangers and he had, what, two goals to finish the year and he sucked in the playoffs? So, look, it, it doesn't always work out when you when you give up the form for that really top of the line player on. TSN's trade bait board that we discussed last week, but come on guys, shit or get off the pot. Let's go already. People got to quarantine. People got to move, start making trades. Podcasts yeah.
1: need podcasts need some comment. Let's go <laughs> content. Let's go.
0: That's right. There you go. No question about it. I actually had the um, um, I don't know what you want to call it. I, I went to a hockey game this week, a live hockey game this week. I saw the Tampa Bay lightning and the Columbus blue jackets. Um, and being at an NHL arena, um, with all the fans there, was great to be back. It was my first time at Amelie arena, um, in Tampa, which was, which was nice. And, um, tickets were stupid expensive for the nosebleed seats that we sat in. Uh, but I brought my, my younger son, Tyler, and, um, we had a, we had just a great time and good father son bonding. And, uh, we sat all the way up in the, we, we were three rows from the top of the arena and we just had a great time. It was, it was good to be back. It was good to be to a live game again. Um, and I got to tell you from all the, the stories that you hear about the Florida man or whatever um, everybody in that arena had their mask on for the majority of the game, when you're eating or when you're drinking something, obviously you don't have your mask on. Um, but the majority of the game where I was sitting and from what I could see, everybody was wearing their mask and, and abiding by social distancing, which was a really, really good thing to see. Conversely, my county, Pasco County, Florida, had just announced yesterday that they are rescinding the mandatory mask rule or law that they have out there. So when you walk into a Publix or a Barnes and Noble or any food establishment, you are not required to wear a mask. I think this is completely premature, um, and I think this move is probably a better move in June or July or maybe even August, but not right now. I don't think right now. And it, it, I haven't gotten my second vaccination yet. I'm going next Tuesday to get my second vaccine. And then two weeks after that, probably the, the beginning of May is when I'll be fully vaccinated. And that's when I'll, I'll feel a little bit more, I feel a little bit more comfortable going out to places because right now I really don't want to go anywhere just because nobody's going to be wearing a mask. But I I, I give the NHL a lot of credit. I give the Tampa Bay um, Lightning a lot of credit and, and the people who work at the arena. Um, they really were making sure that people were wearing their masks. And uh, I, think they, I think they did a really, really nice
1: job. And that's probably under NHL mandate more so than state or county, that, that the people in the arena were doing a job of trying to be diligent about making sure fans had their masks on and stuff like that.
0: I, I, I would think so, too.
1: I, um, I was just wondering what Billy thinks of the politicians in Texas who allowed – there to be a sellout crowd for the Rangers home opener. Fucking waste of space. Yeah, no Good call.
0: As I thought. Hard to disagree. To Hard to disagree. Hard I, to I, disagree. I I, I I agree. So what what also came out of me going to a a live hockey game was I didn't wear any Tampa Bay Lightning paraphernalia. I wore a Ranger jersey with Ryan McDonough on it, and Ryan McDonough is a current player for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I got a lot of shit for wearing a Ranger jersey to a a non-Ranger game. Is this acceptable? Or is this not acceptable? It's, it's, you card, are, you are exactly,
1: of- you are like the Columbus Blue Jackets, my friend. You are towing the line.
0: Okay. I, I, I never being, said I was towing the line, but it's, is it acceptable? Being
1: a douche <laughs> and being a guy who's been a fan of Ryan McDonough since he was with the Rangers, since the trade happened from Montreal. So I would give you a pass because. I would say, well, he's a fan of McDonough. I don't I don't expect him to go out and drop another 200 dollars on a jersey just because the player got traded. Wait, 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 wait. Who's spending that fucking much on a jersey anyway? I, all right. So kidding? I would give you a pass because H- I wouldn't expect H- you H- to drop another up. I wouldn't expect you to drop another thirty-five dollars and wait six months to get a jersey from China.
0: It was thirty-three dollars, but yes.
1: So you would you would get a pass in my book, but then again, a fan in Tampa sees the front of the jersey only. And is automatically going to go. Well, there's a fucking ranger asshole. Yeah, but they're no everywhere. One, no one
0: gave me shit. They saw the name on the back. They they kind of understood at that point. It helps that I had my uh, my Callahan USA t shirt underneath, which I bought that when he was
1: a ranger. Why could Michael could American. they see through the the jersey? Well, to no, see I the took Callahan my jersey, jersey off
0: when I was eating and stuff like that when I was sitting down. Um, but you know, someone also made mention that it might be might be the same as wearing. Um, a concert T-shirt of the bandit you're going to see.
1: No, because then that would be anybody that wears a Tampa Bay Lightning shirt going to see a Tampa Bay Lightning game, whether it be exactly. a jersey or not. Sorry,
0: psycho. Sorry, buddy. You're losing. The, you're losing the argument here. You're welcome to come on anytime to to have this conversation with me, buddy.
1: Bill, uh, um, do you want to fight psycho next week? The the, the... oh my god! Listen to how scared he is. He is
0: shaking in his boots. Shaking in his boots. But it it was it, I was I forgot how fucking cold it was at NHL arenas. By the way, it was freezing. I went there in shorts. Yeah. I've never been to a hockey game in shorts, but it was so warm out that was it was fucking freezing. Billy, how cold was it? Minus one hundred and sixty three. That that's pretty cold. cold. And that's... and I still wore shorts. By the way, so there you have it.
2: I wore shorts. I right? wore shorts to the Carolina games, and it's it's interesting. But I've always wanted either a sweatshirt because I'm not an idiot. I've been to the games, or a jersey, and, and it's always weird because you know, you know it's like warm out. People look at you like,
1: what oh, jersey? You wearing... All right, wait, what jersey are you wearing to a Carolina Hurricane game? I only wear the
2: my Isles jersey when I go to an Isles uh, Carolina game. So when I when I go to just a Carolina game and they're playing anybody randomly, I'll either wear I have uh, I have a uh, Hurricanes like shirt. I'll wear the Hurricane okay. shirt over like with like a long sleeve underneath typically because i don't i get cold as hell i have me and tom have no body fat i'm sure tommy the same way like Um, i have body fat now nick this oh i'm sorry i'm
0: sorry this 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 covid did not help me not have body fat i have (laughs) body fat now my friend
1: (laughs) and bill (laughs) bill bill how would you describe your body size giant okay yeah
2: (laughs) well anyway I I, the way I look at it is I don't wear my Isles jersey if the Isles aren't playing. I I don't I don't see the reason to because it's not that people don't care. I've you know you're you know uh, if it makes sense I I get the the McDonough thing that makes sense because if I looked at someone's jersey and been like wait why is that person oh okay McDonough they're playing tonight makes sense
1: McDonough it's almost like it's almost like wearing a team Canada or a team USA jersey. Right. of a player on that team so when i would go yep. to devil's games wearing a Niedermeyer team canada jersey yeah that's, yeah, that's
0: fair that's fine like, son like my, son, run, uh... my son came down game downstairs and said dad i want a jersey to go to the game i said okay let's go see what i got and i i he he had a uh one of my old jerseys and he had gabrick on it and i was like you know what you can't wear this he doesn't play for the team and this is not a team that you're playing you can't wear this jersey you gotta put it back. Why don't you just get a hoodie and just go downstairs? Because I Why didn't. Why didn't you give him a more... Condors?
1: Why didn't you let him wear one of your Condors jerseys? Ah, uh, huge.
0: Is not it big? Well, he no, dude, he's a big kid. Yeah, he's tall now. He's a big. He's he's almost my height at 12 years old, and I'm five eleven. So he's like five nine
1: right now at 12 years old. So he's a he's, big, he's a almost kid. he's almost as tall as that defenseman in Philadelphia. Bill, what's his name? Gustav whatever the hell his name is.
0: But he's like this though, and I'm, I'm holding yeah. a pencil up to the camera. He is thin as a rail, like I used to be, and uh, so even the size forty-eight jersey that was on him still looked like it was hanging on a friggin' hanger.
2: I put a, I, I gave, I have a whole bunch of old jerseys. I kept them from when I was a kid. Oh hell yeah! So I have like, I have um. Oh, so you ruined. have
1: smaller sizes?
2: Yeah, yeah. So uh... I kept them specifically for the kids, and they all fit him now. And so. I have like a Bruins jersey, um, you know, a Devil. I think I think I had a Devils jersey. I think it's actually Taras jersey because I don't think it's mine. I think I had the old green and white, white and green jersey. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> I don't think I had the 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 red one. I think that was Taras. Um, you know, a bunch of others, uh, Sharks. I love the Sharks jersey back in the day, um, etc. And so I went to. We had the same kind of thing where Nora started playing. My daughter Nora started playing hockey. Uh, she fought, she wanted to play roller hockey. I said, okay, awesome. And so I was like, you have to wear hockey jerseys though. So I gave her a bunch of picks. Guess what she picked, Steven?
1: Oh, I'm going to say, Pick I'm hoping devils. she picked the devils. Devils jersey? She
2: picked, she picked her mom's yeah, that, that's jersey. A, well, I think devils. that's a really good point. Uh, so We got to talk so, to Nora. <laughs>
0: that's it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to her on, on Messenger Kids and we're going to have a conversation about what jerseys not to wear. <laughs> I didn't have a
2: Rangers jersey. No surprise. I, I don't. Shocking! Shock! Absolutely
0: shocking! I, a, Shock, I'm
2: absolutely shocking. I, I am a, floored I by that. I have a, uh, a a a fisherman jersey. I don't know where it is though. I got to figure out where where heck it is in our our closet. I got. I'm sure it's in there somewhere, somewhere. I think it's a little bigger than Nora's right now. I think that was I think it was like a middle school when I started, I started wearing that. She got a couple of years to to fit her. But man, it was it was like it was like that payoff finally happened. Like holding on to all these fucking jerseys <laughs> for like 15 years, 20 20 years now. My mom was like, "Gonna throw them out." I was like, "No, I'm gonna keep them." She's like, "Why?" Like, my kids one day. She's like, "Okay, whatever." <laughs> it's <was>, like 15 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> I was like leaving the house and like, "Like, I gotta like put things away." She's like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Don't throw them out." Anyway, there you go. By the way, Tom, that, that site. I'm looking at it. It's like 40 bucks a jersey. That's oh, I'm, the DHG? Yeah, but I'm, I'm, good? I'm
0: telling you, dude. Just be when you buy the Islanders' third jersey, it's just going to be like their home jersey. So
2: oh it's a good point i should be really fucking careful is, is the quality any good um a a couple that i got
0: a, f- a few years ago where were really good the zuccarello one that i got was pretty good the nash one was really really good um but it's, it's hit or miss man it's it it's, really hit or mi- it's
1: it's it's a, it's a pot luck it really is Because Steve, on the other hand, Steve, never get out on top of never getting a good version of a devil's jersey. What always happens to me is whatever player I get always gets injured that season (laughs) to the extreme that I actually got a Gary Carter 1986 Mets jersey and and I was going to bring it to a Somerset Patriots game because at the time he was coaching for the Long Island Ducks yeah. and he wound up dying before the next season before I could get the jersey autographed. So I I always think of those jerseys as a jinx. I mean, and do you know on, do you know yeah. how he died, Bill? Bill, how did Gary Carter die? He'd been run over by a truck. No, he know, he had had a it was it was cancer actually. I don't, I don't think it was cancer. Right. Oh my god. He was—he's was using a metaphor, Steve. Jeez. Oh, okay. Sorry. He's so smart. I just—I can't keep up with his wit.
0: <laughs> well, look, and I—I I kind of agree with Steve too. The last three jerseys that I bought from that from that site were were McDonough, Nash, Zuccarella, All of
1: them traded. So when it comes to the jinx, Bill, what do you say? Who wants it next?
0: <laughs> it looks like Nick is going to get an Islander jersey very soon. Get a, like
1: hey he's... Nick, get a Barzell.
2: Yeah, please get a Barzell. That would
0: be awesome. Get a Barzell jersey.
2: It's funny. Every time I've gone to the Carolina games, I've been so tempted to get a jersey because they have such nice jerseys there. They have. The Wh- they have cool jerseys. The, the Whalers jersey is awesome. Yeah. The, uh, even their even their their third jersey is really nice. It's, it's yeah, funny. The, I don't.
0: The black one. The black one's really nice.
2: It's yeah. I I miss. I don't. I, I hate the Isles State jerseys every time they make them. So I'm always like, they don't you know, have,
0: a, they don't have one. What are you talking about?
2: I know, I know. A, <laughs> yeah, That's a good point. It's a good point. It's a good point. Oh, all right, Nick. Why don't you lead us off with your four point night? All right. So, four point night. Let me get my fucking laptop up and running because I like, did my notes on my laptop. I was watching you're, so, the game, you're so technical. Technically, really bothered me. I'm sorry, Bill. I'm sorry, dude. How Jesus. long it taken? I agree,
1: Bill. a Bill, time Bill if, if you had to get out your laptop, how would it go? Probably do that pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry,
2: Bill. Didn't realize. All right. <clears throat> so first off, we finally got uh, caps off of the bat off of our back. have we have been struggling against the caps, and no other way to do it other than. Having a shellacking eight to four of uh the the Capitals there and I just end to end uh scoring calls up and right on um on the caps. Uh, they didn't play the best game in terms of like defensively, they, they lit four goals. Game was always within two goals for pretty much most of the game until the third period when they, they finally put it out of reach. It was six to four going into the third, but uh, that was a major major uh accomplishment for the team, honestly, because the. The Capitals have been the best team in the, in the East, I felt, outside of the aisles. I, I, I felt we couldn't – if you can't beat that team, then I feel like they're the better team, to be honest. To be the best, you got to be – you know, have a, a good record against them. And we, we have not had a good record against a few of the best teams in the league, um, Penguins and in the division. So um, specifically the uh, Caps and the, and the Penguins. So uh, finally beating uh, the Caps uh, was, was huge. Uh, Flyers took the, we also took a game off of them uh, another overtime game with them I think that's three this season um, maybe four I, I have to double check that but it feels like a a close game every every single week with them and so being them uh, in a close game going to shootout was was good they they really should have closed it out in the third they let a couple goals in to let the game back up you know tie up, tie it and go to the overtime. But uh, in those games, uh, in both those games this week, not counting tonight's game where we beat the, the Capitals 1 nothing in, uh, in regulation, which was fucking great to get two wins on Capitals this week. But uh, second point here, Matt Barzal just playing fucking unreal. Not only was he named first star of the week, uh, NHL.com, which I don't know, I guess is a, a decent, decent thing to have happen to you.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, it absolutely is. He, First aisle since, uh, since Grice in uh, – I think in twenty I think it was last year um, since we had a, an Islander first, first star of the week. But Barzell had, a, he had five points in the Caps game. He had a hat trick. Every single goal was a fucking highlight goal. And I just – sometimes just watching him, it's just – it's it's hard to, like, imagine us having – like, I just forget about Tavares completely. I see Barzell, and I'm like, this guy is by far better. Uh, and I just – I I like I mean, Tava, Tavares was a good player, very good player, but it's so easy to forget about him at this point. Um, I know, like, you know, a couple of years ago, I was pissed because I really would love to have seen him and, and Barzal be the one-two punch. I mean, I got one season of that happening, but to be honest, uh, it's fucking fine. <laughs> yeah, Barzal's just been everywhere. He skates so hard. He's been back-checking, like, you know, creating turnovers. Every time he's got the puck on his stick he he's so difficult to get away uh the puck away from he reminds me a lot of Patrick Kane um and I didn't think he would I remember seeing some of the comparisons but then it's really this season that I've started to see it
1: um and you know you know that's the bane of almost every Devils fan's existence right there yeah that the Devils took Zaka instead of Barzell
2: I mean it could be worse you could you could have three picks in
1: a row It'd be the Boston true. Bruins.
2: true taking and not taking a single guy named Matthew Barzal. You could have been the Edmonton Oilers and traded four defensemen who was out of, this, out of the NHL faster than you know. Very <laughs> true. Very quickly for Barzal. I mean, uh, it's just it's mind-numbing to think that these kind of things happen. But you know, it's almost always as you know how it goes. We we always feel this way. It's always like you remember the guys that get away. Yeah. The guys you didn't draft and. To be honest, that, that was the case for the Isles for a long time when we took um you know back in 2003 can't miss draft. We take uh one of those guys that can't we could definitely miss.
1: <laughs> um,
2: you know, and uh you know, we got lambasted uh by uh Pierre McGuire of all fucking people uh for not taking G uh for taking Parise in that draft because he was available and that we had the 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 connection uh with his father playing on the Isles and the you know and rightly so turns out carize was a guy we should have drafted we didn't we took him on we took a uh uh, Nilsen. uh shit this is my first name not marcus i think that was his father's name andres Nilsson. no
1: uh, i'll remember later
2: anyway uh yeah that, you know, that's
1: a well i think that's a really good point
2: thanks billy i really appreciate that <laughs> anyway um so barzal was just fucking he's been playing great obviously and I've talked a lot about him this year, but damn was he good this week. And um even and all this with Uncle Leo on his wing. So uh I know we were talking a little bit about the, the trade deadline earlier, but my God, he Barza uh Komarov is a, a good a decent fill-in, but we need a real uh, replacement for and Anders Lee on that line. So my next point, we the team is just missing him. They're missing missing having um Anders on the on the on that line, missing him around. Um he's been, I, I was reading some stuff that he's he's still very active. He's been coming to you know, to practices and when he can, and being around the team and you know, on the chat team chat, where uh, you know, I guess they probably like the text chat, you know, trying to stay active and be the captain, which is hugely important. But um, man, is he is he missed that first line not having him there? Um, he really compliments Barzal really well. He's always you know, in front for those those kind of ugly goals and um, deflections, and he's uh, he's good defense. Defensively, as a forward he just he, he plays a lot of spots for us so you know we really really need uh something at the trade deadline to to really get get leo off the top line he, he can't be there it's just not not that's not working out it's just that it's they're getting game wins you know resolve is getting five points like i said and komarov can make good passes but it's it's not it's not a long-term solution when I say long term, I mean like this season. Like it, it's he, Komarov's a good guy for a few games. He fills in, but then the deficiencies really become clear the longer he's on that line. And, um, can
1: waste of space.
2: Yeah, I agree, Bill. He really fucking is. Um, so that's a major priority for us. Well, it's a, whether it's a Palmieri or a, a Taylor Hall or somebody else, um, that's been linked to us. Um, I think Palmieri's been linked to us since like day one, to be fucking honest. Yeah. You know? So we'll see how that we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but uh, anywho, the last uh, my last point's an interesting one. Ryan Pulak has the most shots in the NHL this year without a goal.
1: <laughs>
2: he has as so I don't I don't know how many he had last just tonight. Let me take a quick peek. But he had before the game started. He had eighty-two shots on goal without a goal. He had oh god. <laughs> Five shots on goal tonight. No goals.
0: Much improved since certainly since the season started.
2: Thank you, Billy. I really appreciate that. So, I mean, if you're if you if you think about snake bitten, Pulak cannot be any more snake bitten than possible and humanly possible in the HL. He may actually eclipse 100 shots and no goals. It's he's on target for that. It, it could possibly happen and it'll be just an unbelievable feat. I don't know how many shots on goal the record could possibly be. It's I'm sure if he gets near it, they'll probably talk about it a bunch. You know, um, can we
1: just can we just check the shooting percentage on that what's the shooting percentage minus 163 that's i don't know account. i don't know what's that i think Wait, it's zero
2: a, I, don't know. I don't know he's an account. Should I, trust I him he's a, he is a math yeah. guy we should trust he, him he knows what he's talking about so uh yeah that's been a it's been an interesting week uh for the isles with uh Palmeric possibly coming this way you know the devils are obviously uh an interesting team to watch this uh, this week, uh, Steve. What do you think about the Palmieri and potentially I think the, uh, leaving the team?
1: I think the Palmieri rumor is always going to be there just because he's a Long Island guy. I think it makes for a good story to write. So whether it's true or not, I, I don't know. But again, it, it it gives that nice symmetry of a guy coming home to to the to the team where he grew up. I like you though. Am thankful that the well maybe not exactly like you. I'm thankful the Devils are actually done with the Capitals. So just to touch on your Capitals point, the Devils wrapped up their eighth game against the Capitals uh, this past week, finished the season series 0-6-2. So two out of a possible 16 points they won against the Capitals this season. Now, I knew they weren't going to do well, but I didn't think they were going to do that bad. But like we said, they're one of the five best teams in the league. So, you know, I thought maybe three and five, two and six. So two points off of at least two points off of the pace. I thought they were going to be on this week. Also saw Nikita Gusev get put on waivers and pass through. What's the purpose of that? I don't know because they're just keeping him on the taxi squad.
0: Well, I think that's what it was, was to move him to the taxi squad so they can put a salary there and they can they can bring somebody. Why, why not let him the play spot.
1: in the AHL? Why not let him get him some time in the AHL? I would like to see that. I would hope maybe if he got a couple of games down there, he might be able to find his game a little bit against a little bit lesser of competition. Tice Thompson made his NHL debut today against the Sabres. Uh, His brother, Tage, actually plays for the Sabres. So it was a nice brother versus brother matchup. Assisted on the first goal of the game, less than 69 seconds in. So he got his first point out of the way very quickly. (laughs) 69. (laughs) And when Buffalo tied the score, Tage Thompson got the primary assist. So again, that was a nice little story. Uh, But Tice Thompson, 6'1", 172, right shot center, played wing tonight. The team is pretty high on him. The fact that his season ended not too long ago at Providence, they signed him real quick, and he didn't spend any time with the AHL team. It was right to the NHL roster for him, which is uncommon. And my last point is about Alexander Holtz. I'm starting to get a little worried. Not living up to the billing over in in Sweden. Uh, He actually only played two minutes in their most recent game, which was a playoff game. So there's got to be something wrong that he's not producing and not getting the minutes to produce. I hope they lose their next game Thursday, which will kick them out of the playoffs. And I hope New Jersey says, that's fine. Come on over. Spend the rest of the season with us, whether he plays again with Binghamton or get some time on the NHL roster. Let's get him adjusted to North American hockey. Let's get him adjusted to the NHL size rink. Let's see what we have in this player.
0: I think I think a professional tryout in the uh, in in Binghamton was probably more likely than wasting a year of him in the NHL. Yeah. At, this, at this point, there's, at there's this point, no, yeah, there's absolutely zero reason to to make him play for the devils this year
1: agreed i agreed i I would like to see him again like you're saying get that time down in binghamton get adjusted to the ice get adjusted to the other players there's a lot of young kids on binghamton right now that are going to be with him as they take the next step up to the nhl so get some more ice time with those players would be great Next Tuesday starts what they're calling rivalry week, four straight games against the New York Rangers.
0: Yeah. We talked about it. We talked about it last week, even with the, uh, the Rangers schedule, you know, they had the games last week in, in Buffalo, you know, last Thursday and over the weekend. And now that they're home starting tonight, they don't play another game outside of the metropolitan area until the last two games of the regular season when they go to Boston. So, I mean, that is, that is a huge deal um, sleep in your own bed for a month straight to, to help you out. That is, that is certainly going to be an advantage for the Rangers. And again, I don't know that they're going to make the playoffs but it's not going to be because they're not playing well because as they shown tonight, eight, four drubbing of the Penguins. And look, sometimes it's not about who you play. It's when you play them. Like the the, the nine, the nine goal game against Philly. And, the, and then again, the eight goal game against Philly, those are just the right times to play the Flyers. If you played them earlier on in the season, you're probably not going to get that same result. Just like when the Bruins went through the Island and got blown out, then the next night they came to New York and got slacked by the Rangers. It's not about sometimes who you play; it's about when you play them. And and right now they're playing a depleted Penguins team who's missing Tanev, who's who's missing Malkin, who's missing all, uh, and two other key players that that certainly, you know, helped their 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 lineup. Um and and the Rangers played very very good, very very well tonight. And look, my four points were just going to be all about um, second guessing David Quinn. And who the, who the fuck am I to second guess the guy, the head coach in charge? You have five awesome first-round picks. picks in the last four years in the lineup tonight with Kako, Kratzoff, Miller, Lafreniere, and Heedle. The last time the Rangers had five first-round picks, their own first-round picks playing in a game with 1979 um, when they had uh, uh, um, obviously five players. But it just goes to – it goes to the the scouts and the drafting. And, and look, we don't know what Kratsov is going to be. We don't know what Lafreniere is going to be. We don't know what any of these players are going to be. But to have them all in the same lineup at the same time really, really speaks to the organization. Now they're, now they're towing a fine line between wanting to win now and Quinn's gone on record saying, hey, listen, we got guys who want to win right now. I don't know that's, ne- that's necessarily the right approach for the Rangers right now is to, the playoffs are, look, if they happen, great. It's all about developing the kids and to Bill, develop the kids, let them play. Bill, who
1: would you play? The young guys. Yeah.
0: And yeah, no doubt let the young guys play. They, they put um, Colin Blackwell on the top line with, um, with Strom and Panarin, hopefully to showcase Colin Blackwell. But at this point, I don't know how much more you can showcase Colin Blackwell. I yeah, just, that,
1: that's a, well, I think that's a really good point.
0: I Thanks Bill. Um, I would much rather have seen what you what Kratzoff can do on 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 a line with Strome and Panarin. How much better can they make this kid? Um, how easy of a transition can they make it? S- speaking of Kratzoff, he had his first NHL game. Um, I predicted Thursday. It happened to be Saturday uh, when he did get his first game, so I was off by a game. Uh, so be it. But he played with a little bit of passion. He played with um, ag- aggressiveness, uh, and that's what you want to see out of him. And he looked pretty good doing it. On the flip side of that, Lafreniere is just a completely different player than that. Um, Lafreniere this year looks to be just focusing on defense and, be- and trying to become an all-around really good hockey player in the NHL. So he sacrificed. I hope to God he's sacrificing his offensive skills uh, to become a more better, become a better defensive player. I hope to God that that's it but I really do you think, like,
1: wait, 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 do you think that's a decision he made no, or do you think that's not. the organization said? I think it's, it's, I don't think I even
0: think, well, I, I think David Quinn's an extension of the organization. So I think that, yes, it probably was an organizational decision to make this kid a very good all around player, okay. um, and maybe sacrifice some offensive skill. And again, I'm praying to God that that is the case. And that's what I'm going on, um, to, to help me sleep better at night. Um, but Kratzoff, look, he, he played a good game. Uh, I wanted to see him up on a line with uh, Panarin and Strom. You got to see a little bit of a glimpse tonight. I think he was a little nervous playing in front of the fans in front of, in, in at the garden tonight. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how he looks on uh, on Thursday night against the Penguins. Um, but look, you, you got to start looking at Adam Fox with Norris trophy. You, 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 I mean, I think we, we were there. I was there at least last week in saying that he's now tied for the NHL lead. In points by defenseman with Victor Hedman, um, he's got a better plus-minus. Adam Fox has taken six penalty minutes this season, six wow. in 36 games. And it's a plus 13, and again every night, game in and game out, he just does the small little things, small little plays um, that just make you just just wow, just just absolutely wow. And and if he's not in consideration for the Norris Trophy right now, then it is just a popularity contest. And and Victor Hedman. Uh, right now, I still think as the front runner because where he plays and who he plays for. Um, but Victor Hedman's team is also loaded.
1: Yeah, why and, why wouldn't you give the edge to Fox in a situation like that? Not on a team. I, like I would. I think
0: the writers are. Um, I think the writers would give the the advantage to Hedman he's a bigger guy and all that other stuff but you know looking at Adam Fox's stats comparatively speaking to Victor Hedman he played one less uh, one less game than than Hedman has so he has a better points per game played um and he has less penalty minutes they play about the same total uh on ice per game i, I don't know i i i would i would lean i, I obviously i'm being favored I'm, I'm i'm leaning toward Adam Fox obviously
1: Yeah, that's a, well, I think that's a really good point.
0: But if he doesn't win it this year, um, I don't know. I, I, I question the, uh, maybe, maybe I'll tell you what, you know,
1: maybe when I think of the, when I think of the Norris trophy, I always think it's like, uh, it's the guy who won it last year. It's his trophy until somebody knocks him off the mantle.
0: Well, it was Victor Hedman last year, right?
1: So, so maybe, maybe this is the the season where, yeah, wasn't it?
0: Wasn't it that, that, Guy from Nashville,
1: Rossi. I, I know who it wasn't. this right. it you're it
0: right. is just Yeah, you're right.
2: You're right. You're right. It was Joe. It was Josie. Yeah, yeah. it was Roman and- Jos. It was Roman yeah. Josie. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah, Giordano before that, Hedman before that. So, Hedman has maybe even,
1: maybe even, let's say, top three consideration. Maybe, in terms of top three consideration, again, you're going to carry that over from one season to the next until somebody knocks you off that perch. Yeah. And look, John Carlson's right there. Maybe this is the season where Fox starts to open some eyes where next year he actually gets that consideration for top three. I don't know. I'm saying like it builds up to that.
0: And, and like, look, we, we had this discussion last week. I, I get to watch – I get the, the pleasure of watching him night in and night out. Man, I, I haven't seen a defenseman like this in a really, really – I don't – but he and Leach are such different players.
1: Yeah, it's a different kind of game. Yeah, sure.
0: Completely different players in a different time. So it's it's not like you can even compare him to Brian Leach. He's just, he's just all around just does things night in and night out that just wow you. And I'm very lucky to have Adam Fox. Thank you, Carolina for Trading us Adam Fox, thank you, thank you very much,
1: Billy. What wows you, Neil Morspan?
0: Oh, Jesus Christ, I thought we were going to go through the entire game without using that sound bit. Cascade it, <laughs> no, you really can't,
2: Billy. What, um, how many schools, uh, or how many, yeah, how many, how many schools are you uh, allowed to be within
1: 100 feet from? Minus 163. Did and, you have and, other and, points, and, and, Bill?
0: When you went to uh. When you went to that kid's birthday party, what, what did you do to that poor kid that made him cry? Took the cake. All right, well, that's going to do it next week. We'll have the trade deadline has come and gone, so we'll answer some of the uh, the mystery questions about who goes where and uh, who the Islanders get, where Palmieri went, uh, What wh- who's not on the Rangers anymore. Um, Maybe. So that's going to do it for us. Um, don't forget to uh, go on our Twitter at friends underscore rivals, uh, Facebook and YouTube uh, friends and rivals podcast. When you are on YouTube, click comment and share. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, like Apple podcast, Spotify. Also give a rating to our show and comment because it really does help our show out a lot. Been a great episode without Billy. We didn't even skip a beat. Wonderful job, boys. Billy, play us out.